We've got two jobs that are exactly the same. Yeah. One has perks. Mm-hmm. One pays 5% more money. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm fair. taking the money. Yeah. Every time. I would take the Fuck money. the perks. I put the money that you're going to spend in perks into my bank account. Thank you I would much. rather that. Hello, I'm Fiona. And I'm Tristan. And welcome to the Versed Kaiser Scenario. The podcast where we find out just what happens when you quit your day job with no other job to go to. Which is exactly what I've just done. Oh no. Uh oh. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode with me, Fiona. You, Fiona, and me, Tristan. <laughs> well done, Tristan. Thank you. You got my name right? The name tags help. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is something we talk about a lot because I don't think you ever say my name. I, yeah, no, I, I always just call you baby or something. I never. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong name, you know? Yeah, I mean, all those previous girlfriends we've had. Previous, yes. Previous. <laughs> or current. No, I don't know. I'm not a name user. No, you're not. I don't call people by their name. I don't know why. I've noticed that. But I quite like it when someone, you know, when you meet somebody and they, they say your name back to you quite a few times. I think it's, it's very, nice. yeah, it's very pleasant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, something more meaningful. Look, I'll work on it. <laughs> Good. I, I know your name. I've got it written down here uh, in the palm of my hand. I will refer to it and I will call you by your name. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> Fiona. What about when we get married? Oh, I'll have to... Call me Mrs. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be Mrs. Burns? I don't know. Oh, you can be. A, I'll think about it. It's a vacant position. <laughs> at present. Okay. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. All right. So you've got some time. We're getting married in like eight months' time. So yeah, have a got, good think. I can, I can think for a while. Sweet. <laughs> so anyway, I have a question for you. Oh. It's about when you've been in a company. Yeah. And you've been at work and you've been doing things and interacting with your colleagues and so forth and I just wanted to know have you ever felt like you've been treated as a child by a boss at work oh um I don't think so I think the only the only time I can think really is um seating arrangements isn't it weird that we're told where to sit it is a little bit weird. Like who to sit next to, et cetera. Yeah. Where. Like, I don't know if it's less common now because when I go to the office now, you just take an empty desk. It doesn't matter where you sit. Because um, you have hot desking. We have hot desking. Yeah. Which is, to me, I don't particularly like it just purely because it's literally a desk. I like to have a screen. I like to have my own space. You cetera. like to have all your shit on the, day, on the desk? Like I'm you know, very Your moisturiser and your little... My home comfort. Yeah. Little, you have a candle, I know, with some oils yeah, and yeah. essential oils in it. Yeah. Gives okay. me, you know, relaxing, positive vibes. Yeah. But you um, never had that at the, the uh, company desk? Just well, I didn't have desk. candles, no, because that would no. set the fire alarm off. Probably against protocols. Yeah, but I, yeah. I do I do like having a monitor. I think that's super important. Oh, and a I keyboard. hate working off a laptop. A no. monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse are essential to me. I yeah. sometimes take my mouse and my keyboard with me, but I'm not going to take a monitor with me. That um, would look stupid. But I, I find it very difficult working on just a laptop screen. Um, but going back to your question about childishness. Being treated like a child by a boss or someone at work. I, I, think, I think for me, uh, my bosses have actually all been pretty good um but 
it's just for me the seating arrangements I just think it's really weird that I'm told who I'm going to be sitting next to yeah. for the next however many years um I find that quite bizarre yeah that is a little strange it's I know like it's being important in a schoolroom. yeah I know it's important to sit with your team and the people that you work with but this whole master planning seating arrangements is a bit like yeah. I think it's good to switch it up because otherwise, yes, you can build a, a good relationship with the person sat next to you or on either side yeah, of true. you uh, or maybe even opposite you. But if, if you could mix it up and move around quite frequently, uh, you know, I think it would help build relationships and collaboration. That's true. Yeah, idea across, generation. Across departments. You wouldn't yeah. have to stick with your own department. I think my favorite story of someone being treated like a child at work was when I worked in banking. And so there's all these in banking there's these desks of like banks of desks like yeah. 20 or 30 desks all lined up next to each other and they've all got loads of monitors on them because people are trading and whatever and uh, at this particular bank all of the desks happen to be standing desks you could actually come under the desk with a like a spanner type tool and release it and it would rise up to your to the level you want to so cool. work yeah it's cool um, I like standing desks. I'm a big fan. You've so, got one. I do have one. You have. We have the same desk. Yeah, yeah. they're great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can recall distinctly on one occasion, not many people would take advantage of the standing desks, to be honest. Most people sat and uh, only very, very few people actually had the desks at a standing level. But I remember this one young lady on the, on the trading floor who had her desk at standing when one of the big wigs from New York, it's an American bank, was out in London visiting mm. and this person was notorious for just being an absolute Go dickhead on. asshole meanie bully yeah. right and he was walking around the floor big puffy chest pigeon chested knobhead <laughs> and he just, just imagining a pigeon, in a suit. <laughs> pigeon in a suit. yeah if you have a pigeon in your suit and that pigeon is six foot tall <laughs> you've got him bingo got it and anyway uh walking around the the trading floor and spots this one individual uh, young lady standing at her desk and just proceeds to tear shreds off her. Why? Because he thought it looked untidy. He thought... What? Yeah. He's like, no one else is standing. Why you got to be standing? He's not English. <laughs> <laughs> to your best American accent. No. New <laughs> <laughs> York. Right. What are you standing for, eh? I don't know what that was. That was probably the worst ever. Anyway, yeah, it was so embarrassing. And that girl started crying. And, really? And left the floor. Yeah. That's terrible. I oh, know, and it was it was just bullying. It was just absolutely unnecessary, and it was very public as well. Yeah, sounds like he's uh, on a bit of a power trip there. Yeah, but I mean, there are loads of examples um, I've heard or seen across my time of, of bosses just being complete twits yeah. and being mean and horrible to, to their staff for no other reason yeah. than they can be. And work isn't a place for you to come to be bullied or to be treated like you're six yeah. or to ye be yelled at. If your boss is yelling at you, what the fuck? Are yeah. you, you're either in the army yeah, <laughs> or you're in a football team. It, otherwise, it should never, ever, ever happen. Yeah. Seriously. Have and you that, had it happen to you? Have I been yelled at at work? Yeah. No. I don't think that's ever happened to me. No. No. But I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you did like the example you yeah. just gave. And uh, it shouldn't. Be a thing that people have to experience in the workplace so no way there's no no space for that kind of behavior and so did anybody pull him up on the way he spoke to that oh guy? hell no this guy is is he everybody's boss uh yeah he's the boss of in he's terms the of boss's boss in terms of this bank he was the boss mm, i don't want to point out who this person is and <laughs> publicly say name them but they're a very well-known individual 
wow. in the banking. Wow. Well, you've seen it world. because um, we watched that documentary about the rise and fall of Topshop and how Philip oh. Green spoke to his um, what a, employees. What a. You'd scream at them, yeah. shout at them, be really nasty. They just rile people, like just yeah. very publicly tear shreds of people. And people would take it a lot of the There's time. There's no way I would never, ever put up with that. I would. Well, it, it's easy to say that, isn't it? Um, when it when it's not happened to you um you don't really know how you'd react in that situation i would probably not. just cry <laughs> <run off. laughs> oh man but seriously that's not a work thing no, no 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 well i hope that things are getting better and people won't tolerate that kind of behavior anymore yeah you should hope so um but at the other end of the spectrum yeah you've got like company perks Whoa, yeah and this is the terrible segue but anyway i want to talk next <laughs> about perks because yeah. i've got a little bit of a funny point of view on perks i think ha -ha funny or weird funny? Mm, weird funny i think perks are a load of shit yeah and i think that they're for the most part there are there are some perks that are obviously good but for the most part all these tech perks like free lunches free breakfast beer taps yeah um a crash at at the uh at the place of work i i i think the crash at work is actually a great idea having spoken to friends who have children i've got a friend in particular who does take her child mm. to the nursery there and she's it's actually one of the reasons she's staying at that staying company. at work well okay because allows... of the convenience so i think you know we haven't got children it's hard sure. to... if it allows people to continue working whilst having kids then i'm all for it i'm speaking more broadly in terms of perks existing to keep people at work longer yeah 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 they're, they're nothing more than than thinly veiled attempts to get more out of us yeah well i i got taken around the um google campus at mountain view in california oh well, did you know i did <laughs> they give you little bicycles and everything Far out. it's, it's oh, really cool. cool and honestly you would never need to leave they had sports classes on all day for you know if you just needed a break to go and um do a fitness class they had the most amazing food trucks and i we tried to go and get some food and they wouldn't allow us because we didn't have a google pass what? They, wouldn't, they wouldn't give us only because i think it was free so that you know if you showed your pass so maybe they didn't take any money but they were quite open about the fact that it's specifically designed that way to keep you at work were you bummed you couldn't get a taco <laughs> we were actually like it looked really good street food honestly oh man great. um but but was everyone really fat no because the sports classes yeah. okay cool all right <laughs> but it was it was a very interesting place and actually just to diverge slightly um they had this um this dinosaur there and actually it used to be i think it was the head office of blockbuster Oh, good. And they kept this dinosaur statue there because it was a reminder to not become a dinosaur. Like Blockbuster was. Yeah, exactly. That's so, cool. Yeah, they, it was very intentionally designed, the whole campus. It was amazing. But um, but it, it, it was very definitely designed to keep you at work yes. for as long as possible. And extract the most value and from you. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. So if we talk about pensions and you know, financial incentives to keep people uh, as perks rather than, and yes, that's great. Work is there yeah. to remunerate us. But and I would say the best perk I've ever had was at an insurance company where they gave us 
an incredible pension. Mm-hmm. They put in something like 14% and you only had to put in 1%. It, it was ridiculous, it was really, really good. Um, but it didn't keep me there. No. Because <laughs> you don't work there now. I don't work there now. Yeah. But that's, okay. that's one of the best. What's the best perk you've had? Best perk I've ever had at work wore beer tap, obviously. But <laughs> Is it though? Like, well, Or is that just a cool thing to say? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. What what my team and I used to do would be finish the day, go downstairs or out, out to the kitchen rather and pour some beers and then come back and work for like another two hours while we drank beers. Obviously, the work quality was pretty terrible for those two hours, but we were still at work. Yeah. Uh, we were still answering emails or, or, or those guys might have been writing code or uh, we might have been running queries or whatever it is that we happen to be doing just with a beer in our hand. Now, had that beer not been there, we probably would have gone to the pub to get beer yeah. and had to pay for it. Yeah. But we would not have been writing code. Yeah. Like, so so to you, is that a worthwhile benefit? Was it, you know, would that keep you somewhere? And would it keep me in the company? Yeah. No. Yeah. So what is the point Obviously, of Obviously, this is a WeWork, it... by the way. WeWorks have all got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least yeah. it did. I don't know about it anymore. <laughs> Probably not anymore. <laughs> but would the perks of a company between a company A and company B, if um, if job A had an amazing perks package, yep. like the free beer, things yep. that you value as an individual, or company B, who actually you you preferred the job a little bit better yep. more, um, would you go for the one where you preferred the work or the one where you preferred the perks? Well, I think the work is more important than the perks. But can I give a kind of a twist on the, on the example you go gave? On. We've got two jobs that are exactly the same. Yeah. One has perks, mm-hmm. one pays 5% more money. Right, okay. Yeah. I'm fair. taking the money. Yeah. Every time. I would take the Fuck money. the perks. I put the money that you're going to spend in perks into my bank account. Thank you I would much. rather that too. And then I can choose what I spend. I can choose what perks mm. I'm going to have. I'm not going to. But to the company, if they give you a, you know, put you in a WeWork, they're getting an extra two hours of work out of you. So to exactly. them, they'd rather pay you less and get more yeah. work out of you. That's why perks are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the individual. <laughs> for the individual. For the company, they're fantastic because they keep people... Uh, give people less of a reason to leave the office. But in so in this new hybrid world where people are working remotely, it kind of falls apart a bit. Yeah. What What are the perks then? Well, yeah. I mean, the perk of not going to the office is the biggest perk of all of them. <laughs> well, for some <laughs> some people prefer to be in the office. Some... Yeah, we're not talking about those people right now. <laughs> <laughs> some people prefer to work from home. But yeah. So for instance, in the company that I work at, we've given everybody a five hundred pounds allowance to spend on either your your home office setup. So I, for example, bought a desk. Mm-hmm. Um, other people have bought textbooks because they're learning data science. That is lame. <laughs> um, some people have paid for like a gym membership or a mindfulness uh, subscription to like Calm, things okay. like that. Um, so we're all about health and well-being. I think that's a good perk in this new world. Yeah, no, it, the money to spend on whatever you want, I think, is great. But at the end of the day, can I just have the cash? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have to have it approved by somebody else. Yeah, no, just let me have the money. Like, give me the five hundred pounds. Yeah, but if you if that five hundred pounds just went into your salary spread over twelve months, you're not even going to notice it. 
Uh, and I guess you get taxed on it. Yeah. Whereas you don't get taxed on the perk. But So it's different. Yeah, I guess it is different. Um, I suppose your example is maybe one of the more perks favorable to me rather mm-hmm. than the free breakfast, which is usually really unhealthy and yeah. and, and not great, or the um, all the sports stuff or gym memberships. Mm. I'll do those myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I like, um, I do like it when a company pays for your gym membership. Yeah, that is good. I'm I'm saying you've given me a lot of I've said I've started out being like perks are dumb perks are just and then you're like what about this perk I'm like yeah that, that one's pretty good that one's pretty good so I I guess the difference is does it actually make you want to go and work for a company or not like does it actually sway your opinion that much personally I think they're good I love I love it if I can get them but I I wouldn't take a job based on the perks package. yeah right um I wouldn't I wouldn't you know um based on if someone's going to give me 500 pounds to spend on my office and my home and my home office setup yeah it's not going to sway my decision um, and it's not going to keep me at a company but it's a nice to have sure well what i'm really wondering about now is where will the world go in terms of these sorts of things as we've heard lately there's been a ton of redundancies across mm. particularly across tech yeah. Uh, other know, industries as well we know quite a few people we know people who impacted. are personally impacted and, and people whose teams have been uh, who've, who've lost people from their teams so i think we're definitely going to see for the next few years a way different approach to workplace perks and unfortunately maybe still more to come redundancies yeah which has been crazy and that just really brings home to me kind of confirms that what I've decided to do in life and how I want to move forward with my career in air quotes is maybe the right thing to do. And I'm not speaking on behalf of other people, but it just reminds me that you can't rely on a company any, anymore. Yeah. There's, there's basically zero, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, job security. Job security. Yeah. I feel like job security particularly in a recession, has gone out of the window. Completely. We're seeing so many people being laid off in tech. And I do think the market is, like, the jobs market is going to be flooded with engineers, product managers, um, designers. Data people. Data people. Um, yeah, all, all, all the people who work in tech. Um, for a while, it's been that... Um, there are more jobs than candidates and candidates have been able to dictate their salary. They've been able yeah. to go to a company and demand Up a really high salary. until pretty much June this year. I think that's pretty much been the case. Yeah. And uh, with the great resignation, companies have been finding it hard to keep hold of staff. Um, I feel like that's all been flipped on its head. Completely, suddenly, in a very short amount of time. Yeah, suddenly companies are freezing their hiring. There's not that many who are recruiting people right now yeah and there's a load of people who've just entered um the jobs market yeah it's going to be tough i've been speaking on obviously this podcast and on twitter and elsewhere about my journey and how i feel that moving away from traditional employment was the right thing for me to do at, the, at this point in my life and i've had quite a lot of people come to me and say well that's not for everybody you know like companies do support people and and um, people want the security, they want the pension and everything. So you can't just say everyone should quit their job. 
I'm not saying that. No. I'm definitely not saying that. If you have a good job, please keep it. I'm not trying to talk people into following me. I'm just trying to give people maybe a different perspective on yeah. the way that I see the world of work today, given that, my experience. That could be another way. Yeah, there, there is an, I think there is another way. And even if you are employed in a company, there's, there's perhaps a lot to learn from what I'm currently going through. And that is that you've got all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. When you work for a company, you've got one buyer for your service and that's the company. And as we've seen recently, they can at any point in time just decide that they don't want to employ you, employ anymore. you anymore. And Well, they can't. They financially are unable to. Yeah, they may decide they financially are unable to continue employing you. Yeah. So we're seeing that happen a lot right now. And my my suggestion or my my line of thinking on this is for anyone out there who is employed by a company, try and think about how you might separately to your mainstream employment uh, find other ways to generate income from your from your expertise and your skill set. Yeah, and I've said that a few times on this podcast. You've got to find alternative streams of income and you've got to diversify, just as you would with investing stocks or investing in anything really. In Find ways to generate income as alongside your full-time nine-to-five job. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I think as well, um, yeah, I like your analogy about investments and diversifying your portfolio. I think diversifying your income um, de-risks you. So if yes. one income stream dries up, you've got others to rely on. You can double down on the ones that are still bringing you money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think in some ways, like working for one employer used to be all about job security. Um, now, I think it's almost, again, beginning to flip mm -hmm. and actually working for yourself and having a portfolio of income streams and different jobs that you're you're working um, kind of makes it more safe because if, yeah. if one job ends, you've got others to fall yeah. back on. And you've got the basics covered. And also you're generating more income for yourself, which is makes it life better for you in the long term anyway. Yeah. I know that certain people will be thinking, yeah, but my nine to five takes up all of my time. How am I going to generate money outside of my current job if I'm completely occupied in my normal job all day every day right um, and that's exactly what we've talked about actually we we've kind of faced that ourselves yeah well we had we've tried to do side hustles ourselves yeah. and we went we went what I would say pretty much very full-on with side hustles we tried to build companies tech companies we tried to build an e-commerce brand and do some other bits and pieces sorry not e-commerce brand a marketplace so it takes a lot of effort and that's very, very difficult kind of thing to maintain, um, to grow and build while you have a full-time job because it does take up so much of your time. So I suppose the answer to what do I do then if I don't have extra time, you have to find a little bit of time at least to set some things up. Yeah. But you can certainly start to, I believe, scale your knowledge. Scale what you've learned at your career, the things, the sorts of things you do at your career, and find buyers for that knowledge that you can kind of just set up and and leave and forget about it i don't what do like... you mean by scale scale your knowledge can you can you tell me in layman terms what that means yeah so if you've got experience building or putting together or make 
preparing processes at your company, write all of that down, collect that. And I talked about this last time, but productize it, turn it into something that, that somebody can download and consume at their own pace. In the various, in the, in the simplest terms, that could be a PDF. It could be a video. It could be a little workbook, anything like that. And you can just make that available, talk about it online, write about it, and get people interested in it. That's one way you can do it. Absolutely. I'm sure okay, so for example, um, so I was a designer. So if I knew how to very quickly design a template or a, a design a landing page or something like that, um, I could record my process or the structure of that landing page and then sell that. Yeah, you could literally record your screen while you're building a landing page and talk over it. Use Loom, product like that, mm -hmm. to say, and now I'm doing this. And the reason why I'm doing this is because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And just follow that process. And now you've got, a, at the end of it, you've got a product that someone else will find highly useful if they want to do the same thing that you've done. Mm -hmm. You show them the end product, then you show them how you did it, and you get them to pay some money for you to for them to access that nice. content that you've created. I like it. Well, yes, you've done, Mark, you? <laughs> well, you've done exactly that <laughs> with some of your work, haven't you? Um, a little bit. Yeah. 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 A little bit, but I guess I just hadn't really thought about it in that way. Um, but you're right. I have. That's exactly what yeah. I've done. And you get the occasional Gumroad yeah. check. I've sold, yeah, I've sold a few, um, like, um, Notion templates. I've sold a few, um, process flow diagrams, some Trello templates as well. Um, so yeah, it doesn't generate a huge amount of income for me, just like five pounds here and there. But you've done nothing. I just have it on my website. Yeah, yeah. you generated. I don't. I don't, um, I don't advertise it. I don't send people to it. No marketing. No. No. Cool. So in this vein, I've developed a, a framework. Mm -hmm. I'm still figuring out the details, but it's it's five pillars. I'm calling it the five pillars of my. Uh, build a solo business framework, let's call it. That's a terrible name. We'll come up with something better <laughs> soon enough. But the five pillars are scale, content, audience, personality, and productization. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone should start thinking about those five pillars in terms of their own abilities, their yeah. own knowledge, their own experience, what they've been able to achieve at work, uh, in their career so far mm -hmm. and see if it applies and see if they can apply the five pillars mm -hmm. to that in order for them to start generating additional income. Okay. So let me just have a look at this. So scale, so scale are things like repeatable things, things that you do regularly or yes. other people do regularly and you could maybe make more efficient. Well, yes, in a way, uh, the way of way of kind of defined scale in, in these terms are acting small but thinking big okay so acting small would be perhaps your nine to five because you're paid for the hour but for that work so you still need to do that nine to five work but the work that you've done how can it now be scaled how can i take this small thing that i've done on my job and make it something that i can sell or at scale to a larger audience okay so you're not talking about my whole day you're no, talking no. about a task that I do at work. Yeah, or well, part of your part of your knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the next one is content, and I believe content is about positioning yourself as an expert. 
Now, to be an expert, I think you really only need to have worked in your job for, let's say, in in, in any job really for between five and ten years, depending on what you're doing. Mm. So I do think. Well, I, I would even go as far as to say you only really need to be two or three steps ahead of the people you want to help. Yeah, that's true. You so are. So you only... don't. You don't. I don't think you necessarily need ten years of experience. You could only have six years, six months. I mean, six months of experience. Okay. Bullish. But if you, well, if you've taught yourself something and you know it really well, there's people who are who you know not done this before. You could be teaching them. It's the people who are just one or two steps behind you, right? I suppose I agree with you. You do only need to be one or two steps ahead. You don't so, have yeah. to be the best in the world. You no. just need to have more knowledge than somebody else. Yeah, true. So content is about positioning yourself as, I'll still call it an expert, but yeah. I won't say someone with that many years experience. You're, you're an expert and you're, you write about yourself. Put your writing on LinkedIn. Put your writing on Twitter. Put it out there any way you can. Put it on Medium. Or it could even be a TikTok. It could be a TikTok. It could be a podcast. Podcast. People listening to this probably think we know what we're talking about, and we haven't got a clue. Anyway, <laughs> we're making it up as we go along. Literally, but you you put content out into the world to have people who would might, might be interested discover you, read what you've got to say, and then consider you to be an expert in that yeah. in that field. That will yeah will solidify your position um, as a leader. Mm-hmm. Audience. This yeah. is the third pillar. So done S C A. This is A for audience. I think that in order to scale yourself outside of your nine to five, life is so much easier if you have at least a small audience. Yeah, I can see the power of an audience. I've yeah. seen on Twitter. Um, yeah, people. People sometimes I think post some obvious things, but because they've got such a huge following, they manage to generate sales from from like a very simple tweet. For example. Exactly. Some people have uh, a thousand followers, but they're highly engaged at one thousand followers. Yeah. So those one thousand followers really think this person is the bee's knees, and if that person creates something and makes it available for purchase, they're very much all over it. Yeah. So you don't have to have an enormous audience, but the benefit of an audience is really twofold. Because first of all. When you put ideas out into the world through your content, your audience are going to be the very first ones to see it, mm. and they're going to give you immediate feedback. If they didn't like that idea, they're not yeah. going to hit the like button. Yeah. If they like that idea, they're all going to hit that like button, and you're going to know what resonates with them, and that will help you generate better content. The other side of an audience being valuable is that once you do have something that you've productized and ready to sell, they very likely will be the first group of people to buy it Yeah. yeah. or introduce buyers to you. Yeah. So audience is highly valuable. Yeah. The next step in my five pillars (laughs) is personality. Mm. As individuals, as long as we're not super weirdos, we have to let our personalities shine through. Why is that? Authenticity. Mm. It it delivers trust. It makes your, your audience and your readers believe that you're someone that they can put their trust in yeah that they can understand what you're saying and know that you're coming from a position of authority on that i think it just goes a long way to help with your credibility great okay yeah. and and what what do you do that's kind of showing your personality this podcast let's <laughs> say on twitter how do you show your personality on twitter um i'm a little bit cheeky maybe mm-hmm. i i joke some a little bit some of my comments are cheeky and maybe i'm a little bit sarcastic 
Um, I, when I see something that I really appreciate, I let that person know that I really appreciated it. Yeah. I'm very forthright in telling people what I liked and what I what I disagreed with. Okay. And I'm very polite when I disagree. <laughs> I don't I don't create arguments for the sake of it. But if I think something isn't it doesn't agree with me, or if I know why I feel that it's wrong, yeah, then I'm you're 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 willing to discuss or have a debate about yeah. something. Yeah. I bring value to the conversation. I hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And finally, the last pillar is productization. Yeah. Now, productization is essentially what we've been talking about in terms of taking your knowledge and turning that into a product that can be sold. Mm -hmm. Whether you produce videos or documents, PDFs, blah, blah, blah. That is what I call productization. And that is the product that you're selling. Yeah. Turning your knowledge into something sellable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So, so scap. Scap. I wish... Personality began with E and then it would at least spell scape or something else, but no, it doesn't. Uh, so yeah, scap, that's my five pillars. Mm, nice. I like it. Yeah, I think it I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's very, very good. Cool beans. Cool beans. So there was something you wanted to have a go at me about. <laughs> well, yes. So I'm, I'm a very organized person. It's uh, what the... Uh, the 19th of November and I have pretty much completed my Christmas shopping. Oh my god. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just all, one, my all my presents? There's one one item I am left to buy, um, but I'm not stressing about that. Is that for me? That. It might be. It might not be. It might not be. I don't know. It sounds like it might be. could be. But, what did um, you get me? I'm not going to tell you. You'll find out on the 25th of December. Uh, it's a long way away. <laughs> Speaking of December, Fiona. Yeah. Your birthday is the 23rd of December, and that, I just, it pisses me off so much. Well, I mean, I don't love it so much either. I mean, I've gotten used to it. I don't mind it anymore, but I, as a kid, I didn't enjoy having a Christmas birthday. Oh, my God. It is so irritating that your birthday is right before Christmas, because not only do I have to worry about getting you a present. Uh, have... Two presents, Christmas and birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not only do I have to worry about you getting you two presents, my sister and my brother, their birthdays are also in December. And then you've got another brother. And then i got another brother whose birthday is in January. <laughs> this is literally the worst time of year for me. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be poor in November and December. And then I get really, feel really icky because I think about it and I remember that my mum's birthday is in March, <laughs> which means... Oh, yeah. don't think about that, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> so filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Swiftly moving on. Um, yes, it is a busy time of year for you. Um, you have no, it's an presents. expensive time of year for me. It's Not expensive, busy. but also you have to think about eleven thousand presents. <laughs> two sets of presents for everybody. <laughs> it's like, and not only that, is you have to. Because half your families, well, all your family is in Australia, yeah. like me. You've got to think about, well, can I either ship something and, and be organized and send it early? I just send money now. Or, yeah, exactly. Just um, vouchers. Give vouchers yeah. or buy them something from an Australian website. Absolutely. It's like all my Christmases come at once, but in a bad way. <laughs> all your Christmases. All well, you know what I mean. Christmas all right. Uh, double. Because no, if you say all my Christmases, it means like something really good just happened to you. Well, 
It's why I said, like, in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah. Were you listening? (laughs) Nah. I don't always listen. Anyway, I think um, on that note, we'll wrap up today. And um, Oh, well, thank you for listening. Um, Please share this podcast with other people if you thought it was interesting. There's a ton of value in this one alone that a lot of people, there's a lot of moaning on my behalf. (laughs) I think I moaned more than I've moaned in any other uh, episode. I don't know about that. Yeah. A lot of moaning value. (laughs) Yeah. So share the moaning love. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye.